don't you worry about me over here. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Lilas, where we talk about all things sourdough. And also all things. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And, and we're, we're the Sour, Sour Sisters. Sisters. tell me about you what's new uh not a lot the only big thing that happened to me this week is I I cut my own hair <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you cut your own hair yeah yes but not like a <laughs> it sounds very dramatic like it sounds like a I'm having a midlife crisis so I gave myself bangs that's not what happened I just gave myself a trim which is better than it looked before. <laughs> like, <laughs> tell like me how many are getting so bad where it like, you know, it's like pokey, like it hurts. Like it tell hurts me how many inches you took off. Maybe like one. Like, it, like I think a real person would think that wasn't enough of a trim, but I was too scared to do more. D- and did you like, how did you make sure it was like even ish? Judgment. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'm all in favor of the gut cut. Just go it's with your good. gut and cut it. it. It, it it turned out better than I thought it would. I mean, it looks good. It I would not be like, oh no, like it's not Rachel. Like, oh, this person like Rachel took off like four inches on one side and one inch on the other. It looks yeah. good. I mean, it, it it still needs to be like professionally trimmed at some point. <laughs> but it yeah, was but, a, a dramatic experience. But I I just like the saying I cut my be. own hair because it sounds like check but, that off the bucket list well I'm not gonna keep doing I used to actually cut my own hair a lot in college and it was a lot worse <laughs> I was too cheap so you've gotten uh, better yeah yeah and more responsible but uh, I'm not gonna volunteer my services to anyone else oh Nobody, man I was but, literally uh, <laughs> just about to ask if you would cut my hair like in a parking I, lot or something I don't like I, it stresses me out too much <laughs> I once cut my partner's hair and it took three hours because I was so nervous about Oh, I put a big old hair gash uh, in, in my partner's hair one time, and <laughs> I won't ever do it again. Like, the the guard is on the razor, like, the, but I still, just, like, right above the ear, just, like, a big old, like, like not like a gash in the skin, but, like, definitely, like, a like crazy Like, shorter. Person. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, very God. noticeable. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I do think that you should have just gone with like the shorter everywhere and then be like, what do you mean? It's even like, this isn't as short as you wanted. Well, oh, well, you shouldn't have had me do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But what's new with you? Okay. So the newest thing in my life is a pair of fresh wounds. Wounds? Wounds. I just made like, well, I made a completely unintentional, completely mindless mistake we all know better than this. Really, any human with nipples, I would say. You cut yourself on your nipples? Nope. Close. I decided that the current bra structure I was wearing, like a bralette, was going to function just fine as a sports bra. So I went for a run. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I just like, I'm just now experiencing sh- chafing that I would never I would never put on any human nipple I would never 
wish it on it. You're like Michael level. Scott in the uh yes. or, wait, it's not it's the other guy, right? Um it's uh Andy. it's um Andy, Andy. yeah. <laughs> like one hundred percent. But like halfway into the run, I was like, well no, like I have to finish this. But also this is the worst. And yes, I looked exactly like Andy from the office. That's not great. <laughs> no, not great. The key is to not have any boobs and it's it's fine. Yes. I could run yes. with nothing on at all and it would be no problem. I mean, I guess nothing on at all. You don't have to worry about that problem either. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, no, that's a bold strategy in and of itself. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But no no I mean, shaving. <laughs> and no shaving is better than, than shaving, I would say, in most situations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know who the, the pro shafers are, but. <laughs> but they can, they can see their they're, way They're out. incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's like. Well, I you know, hope you get well new. soon. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Okay. Less new, but still new. Did I tell you that I worked a phone bank? No. Yes. For so, what? For who? When? Where? Why? How? I don't want to say. I don't want to be political. So okay. it was a little surprising. And that I definitely, I, I intended to sign up. I, I signed up for, let's make sure that we all have as equal access to voting as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that I would be participating in the phone bank like right then and there in that moment. So essentially what happened is like a few weeks ago, I decided I needed to take action and do what RBG would do and get involved for what I think is important. I signed on to the Zoom meeting, which I thought was just kind of like a, hey, like this is what we're all about. This is what we do. And I thought it would be like a pretty anonymous sort of Zoom meeting where maybe you don't even show your face. Like, and maybe I'd be like one of 50 people or something like that. Well, it was literally just me and the two organizers for the event. I also, <laughs> was there fine print or something? Like, are you sure? I'm sure. I'm sure. It's pretty just, different than what you were suggesting. Like, I mean, I, what I did is I RSVP'd yes to a Zoom link that was like to learn more. You get a virus on your computer, bro. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Basically, the virus on the computer was two people looking at me, which I didn't turn my video on initially. So it just had my name. Like it just had a black screen. Then I hear, oh, hi, Claire. Welcome. And I was like, oh, no, I've been identified. Like, (laughs) I can now no longer maintain like anonymity. This is it for me. Like the next two hours is not optional. Wait, so you, you did a phone bank from a Zoom call? Right. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to meet these people, see what's up. And they're like, all right, great. So if you just click on this link, then like there's all the, you know, all the prompting there for you. I'm just going to give you a quick overview. And then we'll stay on the Zoom call to just kind of provide each other moral support. And we'll be on mute, all making our phone bank calls. But that way we don't feel alone. This is wild. (laughs) It was truly wild. And I thought that was so beautiful. Like, okay, well, I guess now I'm just phone banking with strangers, but like also socially. My uh, my partner, when we used to live in Texas, worked for a political party uh, and he had to drive in to essentially phone bank. And it was uh, a fascinating, like secondhand story information. Yeah, wait, <laughs> it's yeah, very seems... fun to like just call. I hate talking on the phone, but I feel like it would be fun to just call people up and be like, what's up? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I need to read. Who cares if you don't care? Like, 
<laughs> but I was so but, nervous. So, but did you have like a script? Like yes, yes. And so I didn't even read the entire script before I started calling. What's happening? There, you definitely didn't read the like what you. <laughs> the, the, no. the, there was definitely an email that you got that I told you you were going to be doing this. <laughs> maybe it went to my spam, or maybe I just signed up for too many like you know too many emails between DSW and whatever other garbage asks for my email. But why didn't you read it before you had to read it out loud? That seems scary. I did not know that I was going to be phone making that night, that day, like right there. The but I mean, you right could, read, could you read it like before you made a call? But what I mean by I didn't read it is that I wasn't like studying this beforehand. So it's more oh, about being called strangers. Mean. Yeah, yeah. I knew the general gist. Mm-hmm. So, no, like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You made it sound like you just didn't bother to read anything. You just no. were like, all right, I'm calling you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy that I just spent like two hours last Monday with strangers on Zoom calling more strangers. Are you going to do it again? I don't know. I mean, I think I want to. I, I need to now understand what the schedule is before I sign up. <laughs> I'm just going to start sending you Zoom links like randomly and just see if you accept them. <laughs> But from like, like, like fake accounts. So it's not like I sent you a same If they look interesting, I might click on them. I do feel like, (laughs) I feel like you're giving me a real world version of what my job does, like the phishing emails. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like you could get a fire. (laughs) Like I had to take that, like, like a phishing email training and it was like a zoom link on your calendar. You don't know what it is. Like, (laughs) I was like, who would do that? But (laughs) it sounds like it could happen. It could happen, Rachel. And I think that maybe you should give me that test. You should definitely make an email just for this purpose. Smachel sent me <laughs> Smachel at gmail.com. Yeah. This is definitely this not is Rachel at gmail.com. <laughs> but now that you've said that, now that you've spoken, like definitely not Rachel at gmail.com, there is probably some person who's like listening to our conversations and is now actually going to send me a virus with the email definitely not Rachel at gmail.com. I want this email address for my own. I'm claiming it. Like, I feel like definitely not Rachel is like a screen name oh, from yes, AOL that, Instant Messenger. That's why it's an amazing email address. It's right. taken. It's taken. No. This is someone's email address. I think you should email them and be like, do you mind if I use this instead? This is mine. Definitely not Rachel 970 is an option. Is there definitely not Rachel like 999? <laughs> I was thinking more like spammy. You yeah, should yeah. do 1-800-definitely-not-rachel at gmail.com. Although um, everyone's just going to read that as 1800-definitely-not-rachel. 1800. <laughs> yeah. But do you think definitely-not-rachel-1800 is taken? I don't want to create an email address and then broadcast it. <laughs> yeah. The important part of this is that when I was in middle school, my best friend and I, you know, were just on, on our BS, as the kids say, like before that was really a thing. And I mean, I guess it was always a thing, but we were definitely on it. <laughs> and we, we uh, had to uh, like sell pens for band, which is insane. Like the idea of selling pens is super weird. When you um, say pens, you mean like the things you attach to a jacket no, 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 like or like a writing, writing pen. pens? Okay. okay. Um, and so we had to sell them, but you could get them monogrammed and we liked Star Wars a lot. And we're also like really into being like overly silly and so we, we had our pens monogrammed <laughs> with Yoda's the bomb.com. Yes. I but bet you. Definitely not Rachel. 
<laughs> I mean, it just yodasthebomb.com <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all coming back. <laughs> One day I, I will be an adult in charge of things. Yeah, in charge of uh, Lila's swag. We can make definitely not the Sour Sisters pens. Oh, I like definitely not the Sour Sisters. Do we still need a Twitter handle? Because I think that we should actually just be definitely not the Sour Sisters. Uh, we have one, but it's easy to change. Well, follow us at, at definitely not the Sour Sisters on Twitter. Okay. I did get definitely not Rachel 1800. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it, except for spam you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm very excited. All right. This was all very important information. I'm glad that we got to the bottom of it. I agree. Moving on. I need to know what you're bringing to the sourdough table today. So this week, I'm going to talk about some sourdough crackers that I made. I said crackers really well. You said Polly wants a cracker? Cracker. Um, so I saw this on Instagram actually, uh, and it was like this insanely well-reviewed recipe. It had like a 4.9 out of like more than 500 reviews. Oh, so like, wow. well, uh, like, uh, I guess I could eat some crackers. Like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, it was very yummy. That's a spoiler, um, for the end. They turned out really well. Um, it, uh, actually called for using like whole wheat flour uh and other than that was just like normal things that you would put in a sourdough thing just like butter and uh flour uh you could put herbs if you wanted to but it called for whole wheat and uh but it actually called for white whole wheat flour which i didn't have that seems like sort of a weird um flour to have around yeah but i had regular whole wheat so i just used that instead so they still tastes the same it's just like you know darker looking than it was in the picture because it's not like white it's like brown like brown flour Mm -hmm. um and because there's something wrong with my brain where I can't bear to not add a bunch of like random ingredients to something uh I decided it should be more flavorful uh because it said you could add whatever herbs you wanted um and I can't not add cheese to things so I added cheddar and cayenne to make them a little spicy and then just a little tad of rosemary just to have a little herby but not like so rosemary that it was like too much and basically I made homemade (laughs) Cheez-Its. That sounds delicious. They were really good and it's super cool and easy like you just mix everything together and then you like let it get cold because of the butter so it sets up a little bit and then you roll the dough out really flat and then you cut it into squares with a pizza wheel. So that was really fun uh, to just like roll it out. And I, I didn't have enough space because I was trying to roll it out on a cookie sheet so that I wouldn't make my counter dirty. So it wasn't that beautiful, like because the edges were kind of rough because it wasn't, you know, rolled as thin as it could be. But so, that's sign of a good like homemade thing that it's not completely perfect. Yeah. But in the pictures, you know, they're like perfect squares. And the ones in the oh, middle yeah. were like squares. But really, I just need to learn how to decorate. It's like a, like I want to take like a cake decorating class. I want to get better at making things beautiful. I'm not Ooh. very good at that. <laughs> As at presentation. Yes. I presentation. was just going to say, it seems like you could just use shapes, you know, like holiday fun shapes and then oh, just yeah, make yeah. fun crackers. I mean, it's like, it's like a sugar cookie. You like roll out the dough yeah. and then bake it. So that would be really fun. Yeah. Like a savory Christmas cookie. That sounds, a good idea. S- sounds so good. I am pro savory. 
That's so smart. I like, I should have gotten my cookie cutters out. I need, I need you around at all times to give me good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) It's mutual. Okay. But crackers, were they hard? Crackers. To make or like in, in texture? (laughs) Both. (laughs) They were not hard to make. So like after you roll them out, uh, you like prick them with a fork and then sprinkle like kosher salt. So like big salt on there margarita salt Uh, and then yeah that will work too (laughs) and then you just bake them for like 20 minutes or something but uh they they stayed cracker like for a really long time to answer your like second question they like didn't get weird and soggy you know that happens sometimes like they didn't for sure they didn't happen super fast like I kept them in a ziploc and like a couple days later they still tasted like crackers uh so yeah they had a good crunch to them very crackery that's really nice yeah And I I served them with, like, a little tiny little baby dollop of cherry jam to, like, get a little sweet with the spicy and the savory. And it was so good. Give me that spicy and sweet every day. Every minute of every day. Every second. I just want to be eating. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So next question, because this is really important. It (laughs) seems like it wasn't too hard to make. It seems like they're dippable, which, like, for me – just give me anything I can dip into another thing and life is good. Yeah. So how many did you make? Like what would, what was the portion size? Uh, so the recipe made, uh, like it, it claimed that it made a hundred crackers. Mm. <laughs> I think I did half the recipe. So 50 crackers, but that's like how, however much you make how small you make them you know right yeah it seems like Um, based on how you cut the squares so but it was like two medium cookie sheets worth about that's awesome because I feel like this could just be the way you you have crackers for like your anything for your hummus yeah it was enough crackers for like you could serve them at a thing um but not so many that you were like well, what am I going to do with all these crackers? You know, like, <laughs> we need to like freeze them or something because there's so many. That's uh, a fine balance. I don't feel like you should be freezing crackers. Yeah, yeah. It, but and also not like so little that you're like finish them in one setting and then it's like, oh, well, I did all that work just to eat the crackers. So I think it was, it's like a good balance of crackers. That's what I was worried about, like that you made, you know, maybe a total of like 20. I was like, that's still kind of a lot, but I could eat 20 crackers. For sure. As it's soon just as like they're... dinner sometimes. Like... <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's like fresh. You made the, I mean, they were fresh, fresh crackers. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. And I would definitely make them again. I haven't, it's been like a, a, a minute since I made them, but I would definitely do it again and like try other stuff in there. Like I, I recommend the recipe for sure. Yeah. I will say like some of the, some of the recipes I've tried, I get so excited to do them again because I want to try so many different ingredients to like change up the flavor profile. Yeah. Oh, I got to try the crackers. I think I can do it. You're making me feel like I can, I can achieve crackers. Yeah. It's not bad. Oh, that's, that's exciting. I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about crackers because I just, I, you could, if you want a nice little tuna lunch, if you're making a chicken salad, if you, if you just want to dip it in hummus, like this seems like you can put it on your cheese board. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I could sell your crackers. It's definitely fun to, like, serve at a party where it's, like, yeah. oh, like, I have this stuff that I bought for sure, and then here's some crackers that I made. I feel like that seems fancy, even though it's, like, really not that big of a deal. But, like, it sounds like, oh, you made crackers? Like, whoa. Like, I didn't know I was coming to such a fancy party. 
Oh, you know you're at a fancy party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I saw all the, I saw the ornate waterfalls you put up, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean my decorative waterfalls inside of my house? <laughs> yeah, and your ice sculptures, but homemade crackers. The waterfalls are just melted ice sculptures, to be honest. Like, just full <laughs> disclosure. <laughs> I like that the only things I could think to make a fancy party were just, like, water things. <laughs> well, I think it's because, secretly, as we all are, you're a 90s lady. <laughs> <laughs> You need a chocolate fountain to really like. <laughs> wow, you have a chocolate fountain, a cheese fountain, and an ice sculpture? A cheese fountain? That's so gross. <laughs> but think about how, how like handy your crackers would be if there was a cheese fountain. Yeah, just stick it, stick it in the fountain, bro. Just a swipe. Swipe a cracker. Swipe, swipe that cracker. Have you tried swiping a cracker at the cheese station? It's pretty crazy. Just get in, there, get in there with your whole hand. It's fine. <laughs> think about the conversations at this party. I think I'm so excited about your crackers that I could, like, promote them, though. Like, I think I could, if you want to sell them, I think that I could do the, the ad. Like, what's the box art? I don't do art. You know that. But I can't. No, but what do you want it to look like? That's what I want it to look like. Promotion, right? like. Yeah, I think I want, I want the box to be imperfect. I don't want it to be like a nice, you know, flat. Like you don't want it to be a rectangle or like? <laughs> no, I want it to be like just a little off, you know, like, so it's clear that it's homemade. Okay. And then, um, and definitely recycled. And I don't know, maybe it's made out of sourdough, but well, It's no, an edible box. <laughs> it's an edible box. Yes. Yes. That's what I want. I want an edible box. I just want one large cracker that's housing other small crackers. Yes, uh, the packaging is made out of more crackers. <laughs> <laughs> so that all parts of your product are edible. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, closed the loop. <laughs> are you looking for something to dip? Try Rachel's cracker. Try definitely not Rachel's crackers. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Rachel definitely didn't make them. <laughs> they're homemade, but they're not too fancy. And Rachel definitely did not make them. Does your party have ice sculptures, but no crackers? <laughs> Do you have a cheese fountain, but nothing to swipe? Have you been using your hand? Use a cracker. <laughs> Do you throw away your cracker box when you're done with it? Why not eat it? Why not eat it? <laughs> yeah, I like these commercials. I'm definitely yeah. intrigued at the very least. Well, they'll be airing at 3 a.m. when everyone's, you know, too tired to be watching infomercials and then it's dangerous and then they call and they order the cracker the edible cracker box <laughs> is that all for the cracker that's all i got what did you make this week what did you bring to our table this week ah oh, our fancy our fancy cracker party table <laughs> yeah our cracker party table <laughs> i made fresh blueberry muffins Ooh. I, that's so, much better than not fresh blueberry. I know. Yeah. Well, I so I, I did think about, like, should I include the word fresh? It's because I didn't want people to think I used frozen blueberries, which is completely fine. And it's actually on my list to see what the difference is between frozen blueberries and fresh blueberries. In terms the way of that you said it was like, it's totally fine if you did that, but I would not do that. <laughs> That is not the level of judgment I was trying to put out there, but I, I'm going to stand by it. I personally would never use frozen blueberries. That's crazy. But 
Um, it's no, disgusting. So, that's so gross. But I used fresh blueberries, and so I wanted to make it clear. And I think it sounds fancier for your fancy party if they're fresh blueberry muffins. Yes, I was in a garden this evening, and I picked these blueberries. <laughs> and I just made these blueberry muffins. Thus, they are fresh blueberry muffins. So you tried these. You tried the first variation of these. So I did it twice, of course, because I always have to compare slightly different ingredients Mm -hmm. and make mistakes more than one time. So the first time I did it, you know, it's all the things you normally put in muffins. So I'm not going to go over that, but I will say that it typically calls for butter, but you can replace it with vegetable oil. I fall for this trap or applesauce. Okay. Yes, exactly. So I fall for this all the time. The first time I didn't have butter, like a lot of butter, just like a little tiny tub of butter. And I didn't want to like scoop out a bunch of tablespoons. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to use vegetable oil. We'll see how that goes. I didn't have applesauce either at the time, but yes, that is a great, great point. You should definitely use applesauce. Spoiler alert. But when I made them with vegetable oil, they tasted good. I mean, you're using fresh blueberries. Obviously I'm not using frozen. (laughs) Not something disgusting like frozen. (laughs) So there's no way that my muffins could be disgusting because I didn't use a disgusting ingredient like frozen blueberries. (laughs) So um, they were fine. They were good. I would describe them as like granola blueberry muffins in the sense of they're not actually healthy, but they kind of had that like granola texture, like not crunchy, but just kind of like just, I don't know, like rough around the edges. Like dry? Is that what well, I'm not, I'm not trying to call my muffins dry. <laughs> I, it wasn't dry. It wasn't exactly dry. It was, and it wasn't that they were dense either. It was just crumbly. Okay, mm. that's dry. Okay, I'll admit they were a little dry. But that's not necessarily bad. I mean, like, no. It just means you need ice cream. <laughs> you need ice cream or the butter that you didn't use in your recipe you just need to melt that on each bite of each your bite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then I made a second round and I did, I did, I took the blueberry muffins camping and they were good. They were yeah, nice. They were tasty. Yeah. It was a nice, like wake up and have like what seems to be a fairly healthy, fresh blueberry muffin. <laughs> so I went home and I was like, you know what? Applesauce does seem smarter. So I went to the grocery store and I got some applesauce. But of course, I couldn't just stick to the true scientific method. So I had to change another variable at the same time. So I used a mix of applesauce and Greek yogurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know applesauce would probably make it less dry, but Greek yogurt just sounded like it was going to make it more like smooth. (laughs) I don't know. Why do you hate butter so much? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. I just don't have butter on hand a lot. Like I just don't bake a lot. No, that's but now fair. I do. So I should I have mean, butter. It's fun mind. to like, like use those other ingredients, and they're like good for things because, like, obviously you shouldn't just like eat sticks of butter all the time. <laughs> but like, it, all the things that you're describing are just like, oh well, like butter would fix. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, and it just seems boring. Butter, butter, only because it no. seems like that's an easy way to make it delicious. I really don't like a lot of like baked goods because it's not just the sugar. Like sometimes they really are too buttery for me. And so I really can't enjoy them more than like a bite or two. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. this is kind of a lot. It's not a diet thing. It's just kind of like my tolerance well, for that rich. sort of food. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like Greek yogurt and applesauce are both good like ingredients to put in things. 
I just meant mostly like you're like, oh, I just I wish there was some <laughs> magic ingredient that would like make it moist and also like rich and not dry. Like, I mean, it's, so it's just like, well, I mean, why, you're just why didn't you try butter. it with butter at least? <laughs> <laughs> but it was still delicious. No, that sounds very yummy. And you get the best of both worlds because you get like the fat content and then you also get the moisture of the butter or the applesauce. So the applesauce, yeah. That sounds pretty ideal. Yeah, it was pretty good. So that's it. I recommend blueberry muffins. Who needs blueberry muffins in a box when you could use your starter? And definitely don't use something disgusting like a frozen blueberry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna use butter, fine, but just don't use frozen blueberries. Talk to me about the hierarchy of muffins. So we got a muffin in a box. We got a muffin in a plastic bag. We've got frozen blueberries. We got fresh blueberries. <laughs> okay, I would say frozen blueberries at the bottom. Yeah, like, oh, for, for sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically in the dumpster. I can't believe they even exist. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean. Even frozen blueberries in a smoothie that you want frozen, like, don't even. Don't even waste your time. No. 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 I'd rather them be rotten than frozen. (laughs) I agree. Honestly, (laughs) I am going to try rotten blueberry, fresh rotten blueberry muffins (laughs) and let you know. Yeah, we'll check back in. (laughs) It seems like maybe... I should use butter in that recipe. No, 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 no. You got to change six other things too. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're talking my language. (laughs) This brings us to Sourdough Connections. This is our segment where we try to actually do a little bit of real research (laughs) and uh, try to answer some questions that we had about Snarter. Uh, Definitely not um, experts, but... Just uh, mostly want to learn a little bit more about this whole thing. It's what I like to call hobby homework. Yes. It's uh, hob work. It's, it's hob work. It's all the things that just sounds like hobbit work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like farming. <laughs> yes. I, this, okay. So I'm excited. Sourdough Connections is exciting for me because it is all the things that I've been wanting to look up myself and just actually know for just myself. But because it's hobby homework, I feel like I have to actually do it. No, for sure. Yeah, same. All right. On the docket today, what can slash should you feed your starter? Okay, so I kind of took this like fairly open-ended. What did you, what did you find? Uh, Well... I, just from personal experience, I, I've only been feeding mine all-purpose flour so far just because that's what I have around. And I feel like that's what right. a lot of people have around. Aside from, like, you initially, like, stir together the water and flour with whole wheat flour when you, like, initially make your starter starter. So this is an interesting question to me because, like, I've heard about other flours and, like, when you, like, and I just had no idea, like, when you should use it or why you should use it or does it matter or, like, what's the deal? Uh, so mostly I found, I just, I, I found a quote that sums all of it up. That's like, there's no right answer. Like basically anything with gluten works well, any flour. Um, but, uh, the different flours are gonna like have effects on the development of the starter. So not that it won't work, it's just going to change it. And so if you get a different starter, then you'll get a difference in your baking. 
so it's just more like a personal preference or like a just another variable just like your water could be different or your yeast content or like the air quality so it's not like a right or wrong as long as you're feeding it yeah so i mean what i came up with yeah same i will say i was i'm still a little confused on i know you can feed it any flower at the end of the day as long as it's a flower you're good but my understanding is like if you fed it rye let's say it doesn't turn into like a rye starter forever it seems like that's just what you're doing now and then you could go back to switching like you know doing like a white flower yeah you could feed it like i was reading something where someone just feeds there's always like a mixture of flowers that they found that they like the way it tastes it's just gonna like again lead to differences in baking it doesn't lead to a difference in like the fact that you have a colony of yeast that's going to make your bread rise right it's and just going to change the taste and the, like, levels of everything. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I did read you kind of have to be careful with some of the different types of flour just because you may need to feed it more often or less often yeah. depending on which one you feed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I also, just real quick on the rye thing, so, like, let's say you went with rye and you wanted to make a rye bread. You don't necessarily have to feed your starter rye. You can just start the recipe with rye and not affect like your actual starter. Yeah, so there's a difference between what you feed your starter and what kind of bread you wanna make. Like those are two different questions to ask yourself. So like the starter doesn't need to be fed with rye to make rye bread, but the vice, like the opposite of that is also true. Cause you're adding like a small portion of your starter to like a whole garbage load of whatever flour you're trying to make for your loaf Mm -hmm. or your baked good. So it doesn't like, they're not really, correlated as far as like well I've been feeding my starter this so I have to make this sort of thing I mean just like with the crackers I feed my starter all-purpose but I used whole wheat flour to make the crackers but those crackers were not all-purpose crackers like right right so yeah and then I also thought this was interesting because I've never heard of it but so you can use pretty much any grain-based flour so rice or rye like rice even, but spelt and einkorn. I've never heard of einkorn. Yeah, I, I looked that up too. It's like a like the first cultivated flour or grain, really. Um, so it's just like got different protein contents and stuff like that. But I mean, it's just another flour. Some people okay. like it more because it tastes different, has a different protein content, but it's just another flour. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I did read several places that bread flour is what is typically recommended for like a new starter, like someone who's just starting out with a sourdough starter as it yields kind of the most reliable results. Yeah, it has the highest like gluten content. So it's easier, like, I mean, then you just have like a more sturdy starter. Well, and then I also looked into water content. Like I know we've talked about the different water and different like geographical locations could make a difference. But do you filter your water like, you know, through like a Brita or anything? Mm-hmm. So do you only use filtered water? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been using tap water. And so I thought that was interesting because I read a lot about choosing like filtered or dechlorinated water. Yeah, I mean, because like, if you think about the whole point of like what's in your pipes is to hopefully prevent like bacteria growth. Right, right. So it's actively working against you. But I mean, it's in such small quantities that 
it should still work. I mean, I think if you use tap water, it shouldn't like kill everything immediately. I mean, I am a great testament to the fact that my sourdough is still alive, so it's okay. Our tap but, water just tastes really gross. That's why we use filtered everything. Um, I just hadn't been using my Brita filter to feed it. So I, I think I'm going to start doing that and kind of see if I notice any difference. Okay. From what you learned, do you want to try a new flower? Like for your starter, not for like a recipe. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll try it, but like I don't have enough time. So I am curious. I just like... The starter works, so I'll focus on recipes for now. Yeah, but no, that doesn't if I had seem bad. Time, like I would definitely do it. <laughs> that does not seem bad. It seems like like you found what works, and there's no point in changing it up. So I was just interested to see if any of this persuaded you, because I had the response of like, oh my god, I have to try all these flowers because I don't know. I think I want to try it's an like, exponential number of experiments you need to run. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's endless. The the opportunities are endless. I want to try like a rye, like where you just change the flour for an actual rye recipe bread. Mm -hmm. But then I want to do Rye's the same really thing. Good. Yeah. I want to do the same thing, but like feed it, feed my actual starter rye a couple times before I make the rye bread just to see. Yeah. But I do think that is also a good point though. Like feed it rye and then use white flour for the recipe for like the loaf. I'd also be interested in that. But yeah, I mean, you're right. That This is also like a lot of time and a lot of, a lot of starters and a lot of room in your fridge. <laughs> but get back to me. Yeah, like you have like a little starter fridge just for starter. Things. I would have to buy a separate fridge. <laughs> yeah, like a basement fridge, like a, like a, a 90s person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, other question. Did you read anything about feeding it beer or like any other crazy things? You've mentioned that to me before. I, I didn't find anything in my perfunctory search, but I mean, you literally just need to feed it like wheat. So if it was a really weedy beer, I feel like it would work because then it's like the wheat and the liquid at the same time. Yeah, I, I kind of, I found like kind of random nuancey things about beer, fruit and sugar. But at the end of the day, a lot of the things I read were just like, yeah, just ignore all that because like it's just kind of overkill and you just should feed it like flour <laughs> yeah well because it seems more like if you want an interesting loaf then you should do that but like the daily maintenance of being like my starter likes one kiwi and yeah, a right. tablespoon of beer is like I mean it, it, it seems more like superstition to me than like it actually changes anything but but if it works for like a baker then that's cool <laughs> I mean it's a witch's brew yeah, yeah, knock point. it out. Like whatever works for <laughs> what everybody, right? Like it's your own your own project. So get yeah. out there and do it. <laughs> Another thing that I learned really quick. So um, we should not be calling our sourdough starters sourdough starters. We should be calling them Levon. Levon. I'm not French. <laughs> L-E-V-A-I-N. <laughs> because basically sourdough starter as a term is the americanized term for any living starter that makes breads without commercial yeast mm -hmm. but that's what we're so, doing right <laughs> so we have a lovant this blog i stumbled upon was arguing that it's misleading because you don't necessarily have to make sourdough products like nothing that you oh, sure. yeah, has yeah. to be sour um and i i just found it interesting because i feel like i do spend a lot of time describing to people what a sourdough starter is, but it's a, it's more accurate and, um, less 
intimidating to just say like, yeah, this is, this is how you can make things without commercial yeast. It's just a living yeah. pile it's of just like at home yeast. yeast. Yeah. 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 Table, table yeast. But end of my story is that I have, ext- I have fine. I have like put my foot down. I am done naming my sourdough. I've got the full name now, not just the first name. Okay. Hit me up. So her name is Flo. So now her full name is Flo Laverne Shirley. Because Flo, she goes with the Flo. Mm-hmm. Laverne as in Lavant. And Shirley as in, surely this is bread, right? Is Shirley her, her last name? <laughs> or she's like one of these three first name people? <laughs> she is whatever you want her to be. I like it. I like it. I am in... It's like a three's company name too, because it's like Laverne and Shirley and, and Flo. <laughs> and Flo. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. So that's it. That's what I, that's the sourdough I connected. Yeah, I like it. I, I want you to check in later and tell me about all the different flowers you used. Well, thanks for connecting with me, Rachel. <laughs> so what is your food for thought? Uh, mine is very simple. It's just that uh should get outside. <laughs> I've been exploring lots of local forest preserves lately, and this is like not new information that I'm groundbreaking, but it is easy to forget when you get busy and like life is crazy, but like being outdoors in nature is like so nice and refreshing and just to like meditative to just like do all the like talk about what you're, you know, to yourself about what you're hearing, what you're smelling, what you're feeling and like your surroundings. And it's just good for like mood and stress. And so just get outside. It's so nice. And it's like really pretty right now because it's fall. So you do some leaf peeping. You look at leaf peeper. Colors in this and it makes it even more beautiful. So just getting outside. I love that. That is so beautiful. And it really is something that I feel like gets taken for granted. Same. And I think that it's a really great reminder, especially during these times. Yeah. I haven't lived somewhere with like a true fall all my life. So it's still kind of novel to me, but I can't help but point out every single tree that is changing colors. It's so pretty. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the ombre trees are my favorite where like they're not all one color yet. And just like the way that they all change. Some are from top to bottom. Some are from like inside to outside. Like it's just, it's so pretty and so interesting. The beauty of death. Oh, that is so deep. (laughs) So deep. (laughs) You're a a deep leaf peeper. That sounds like bad. (laughs) It also sounds like deaf leopard. Oh, I like that. I think that's where they got their name. Deep leaper. (laughs) Okay. So my food for thought is that I recommend trying not to judge a coffee bean based on its cover. (laughs) So I always like, yes, yes. I fall into the trap of like, I mean, it's one thing to buy local coffee beans. That's different. That's not my point. I'm saying like you're at the grocery store. And you're looking at all the different beans you could buy. And I just kind of like look and I read the descriptions and, and then like, you know, 30 minutes later I pick a bag, but I would say yes, but these days you can't really smell it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But I mean, in normal times In normal times, yes, for sure. But I also feel like sometimes a really good smelling bean for me doesn't 
always equate to good coffee. I guess I should also clarify here that I'm not making like super fancy coffee with this. So like it really does make a difference how it scales and like how it tastes when you just need to get caffeine in the morning versus oh, like, sure. yeah. oh, I just want to enjoy this like very, very nicely, nicely done pour over coffee. Yeah. You it's know? a totally different thing. Yeah. Totally different thing. So I would say that, that I um, have like an inherent bias about how the bag looks like I definitely fall into (laughs) I definitely fall into the marketing traps anyway my point is try not to judge it by its cover because my partner challenged me to a blind taste test of two different bags of coffee one that he picked and one that I picked and his was significantly better and mine I think was like unintentionally more expensive and definitely had a cooler bag so I'm trying really hard not to judge my coffee beans based on their coffee bag. Yeah, I think you could apply that to to all aspects of life. Exactly. Beauty is only skin deep for whatever people say. (laughs) Beauty is only bag deep. Bag deep. Wait, so uh, how how was um, he picking the coffee? (laughs) What's his criteria? Because he's winning. I (laughs) I know. Okay, so I will say part of it is price. So like... You know, he thinks that I'm picking coffee beans based on they're only good if they're expensive, which is like truthfully, definitely not my goal. I would love a really delicious coffee bean that was just like free. That would be lovely. But I think his point was, <laughs> I'm going to pick. I I'm think you were like revelatory information. I wish good things were free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. No, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking for a fancy coffee bag for free, Rachel. <laughs> to clarify, I still want my coffee bags to, to cost money, but the beans themselves, those could be free. That'd be nice. Sure, sure, sure. So I would say that like, you know, if I have to, if I have to guess, I think that his choice tends to be something that's less expensive, but he promises he doesn't just get the least expensive because that's just not a very good experiment. So like he probably picked something middle of the road that still looks okay, but I would, but I think that we both agree that I wouldn't necessarily pick it. <laughs> what Just do you look for in a bag? What, what, what about these bags are alluring you unique, with their siren uniqueness, songs? Uniqueness. I don't feel like I'm brand influenced. It's almost like probably the opposite. I'm probably like, oh, I've never seen this bag before. I want to try something new. This goes back to just me wanting to try like, you know, a million different variables all at once. I don't get to know like one brand and try the different variations to decide like maybe what flavor profile I like in general. I just choose like a new bag that I've never seen before that sounds good and smells as good as it can through a mask and well, picking one brand and then using every single thing they have, that's that's like wild to me. Because I mean, there's a <laughs> difference between like dark roast and medium run light and like a flavored coffee versus a not flavored. So like that seems more important to me, like knowing which one of those you like. And then you could try a bunch of random ones than like, oh, well, I tried every single coffee that like this <laughs> brand made. <laughs> like that seems like definitely you're not going to like all of them because like Totally. That's a lot to think about. <laughs> I just like trying a new coffee bean every time. And I feel like I've just ended up going for whatever catches my eye because last time I didn't notice it. Or maybe it is new. That seems fine. 
<laughs> but variety is the spice of life and coffee. So. Variety is the spice of life is the takeaway along with don't judge anything by its outer shell. Yeah. Mar- marketing is uh, powerful. <laughs> I totally agree, which is why I'm probably going to keep doing the same thing I've always done. I just <laughs> so the real say- conclusion is don't change a thing. <laughs> The real conclusion is, as always, I've learned nothing. Perfect. (laughs) That's it. That's my coffee for thought. Hey, Rachel. Hey, what? Love you like a sour sister. Why, love? Thanks for listening, y'all. Please subscribe and don't be afraid to start some sourdough. Anything we mention in this podcast will be included in a reference list posted on our Instagram. So follow us at Lila Sour Sister for recipes, pics, and lots of other fun stuff. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Definitely Not the Sour Sisters. That's at L Y L A Sour Sister. This week's music by Friendly Old Man. <laughs> <laughs>